I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2. Linda, can you uh, help out here? Uh, welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenora Community College. I am Brian Hanks. Today is Hump Day, Wednesday, November the 15th in the year of our Lord uh, 2023. This is Hour 2 of Episode 970 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenora Community College. You missed our first hour. By golly, you missed a fun first hour, didn't they, Mike Martin? For sure, for sure. We had uh, Mike in here. We talked to uh, some ECU athletics to start out the hour. And then we had uh, Shiver Person in from the Down East Wood Ducks. A big event going on out there tonight as they are going to be having the second annual Dude Trot. Again, it's from 6 to 8 p.m. You can take, uh, you can be like Mike Martin and take four laps around the field. My wife just texted me. I can't wait to see this video of you doing laps. <laughs> My response was no chance. <laughs> no, no, man. That would be awesome. Uh, music, food, friendship, fellowship, everything out of historic Granger Stadium from tonight, uh, tonight from six to eight. But like I said, you heard from Shiver person talking about that. Uh, we had Mike Martin in our, our, uh, Kinston's Renaissance man joining us here. And now joining us, uh, live here in our plush, well-lit, well-protected studio wearing a sweet Montreal Expos hat. You got to admit, that's pretty sweet. That there. is classic. It is classic. very classic. It's our good friend, Ricky Whaley. Good morning, Rick. How you doing, dude? Good morning. Thank you, folks, for having me on here today. I tell you what, pull your mic just a little bit closer to your mouth. There, uh, there you yeah. go. Ah, yeah, we want to be able to hear you there, dude. Man. <laughs> but look, I tell you what, he, he pulled a pro move. You corrected it, yeah. but... He had the 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 ear part, uh, the headphones flipped out, so he would not have to hear us. Ah, that was a pro move, right that, there. That is a pro and, move. And Brian Brian corrected it. There. Let me tell you, uh, a good friend of all three of ours, I think George Whitfield, was uh, in here uh, one time. Uh, one of the early times I was doing the show, and I didn't even realize it until we were almost done with his thirty-minute interview. He had that ear. Well on the wrong one he had that earpiece popped out like that for the entire time and i kept wondering why you know and he he's an older gentleman sure. as we all three know you know kind of like rick over here yeah. uh, and i wondered why he was having trouble hearing me and then i noticed it at the very end that he had his earpiece uh out so uh yeah that was uh the, uh, the producer slash host fault there on that one uh rick i i gotta tell you uh Lynn, i want you to know i don't know if you heard what i said or not we are choosing lcc basketball tonight over ecu basketball and i'm a season ticket holder with L with ecu okay well we appreciate that we like to see a full house tonight uh we've got our hands full this evening with brian stratton um they're coming in with a two and one record don't know that much about them but uh you know, we'd like to see a full house there uh, tonight, This, you know, for the Lancers. Well, I cannot believe I've been doing this show for four years. And I've tried to, don't, you know, you need to tell the listeners, I've tried to get you on before. So uh, it's not like I've waited until almost my fourth year anniversary. I've tried to get you on the show before, but for different, you know, for uh, health reasons yeah. and all that, you've not been able to come. Well, he's in high demand as well. So let's be honest. Well, he's I mean. the voice of LCC. <laughs> he volunteer. Well, you know what? It's your first time here on the show, and this is going to be the weirdest thing ever because everybody knows who Ricky Whaley is in Lenore County. I mean, you are you're a, you're a, you're a celebrity, a quasi celebrity here <laughs> in Lenore County. But to, for folks who don't know your history, tell us a little bit about tell us a little bit about Ricky Whaley. Well, I am a native of Kinston. Um, I've lived here most of my life. Uh, I am a retired teacher and coach. Um, I taught. I am a graduate of LCC and of East Carolina University. 
I taught and coached in Duplin County for six years at James Keenan High, go Tigers. <laughs> um, I did teach a couple years up in Randolph County in middle school up at Trinity, and I got involved in middle school and high school athletics there. That's how I know David Barnes, because yeah. we go back about 30 years from there. Wow. Came back home in 92. My parents' health was not the best in the world. Came back home in 92 and um, was at Frank for 14 years. Taught and coached there. Was athletic director the last four years I was there. Transferred to North Lenore in 06. Retired in 2013. Taught and coached there. And um, I never really have gotten out of it because since I've, since I've retired, I've done three interims. I've subbed. I taught some out at LCC in adult basic ed, and presently I'm doing two days a week as a math interventionist over at Contentia Savannah School Tuesdays and Thursdays. What is a math interventionist? Because you've told me that before, and I, I don't know what that means. Basically what we're doing is just trying to help these kids get caught up um, with um, as far as some of the stuff they may have missed. I mean, it was a lot of stuff, as you probably know, was missed during covid and basically trying to get some of these kids caught back up. You know, working working with te- working with teachers. I have a teacher that I work with. She's fantastic. Um, and um, give her a shout out. Who uh, is it? Ashley Fordham. Okay. Fantastic person. A uh, fantastic teacher. And uh, I've I've been working with her. And um, and 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 kids have seen some growth on account of that. Uh, um, one of the things I was curious about over the summer when we got the numbers back and. It showed where those who those kids who had an intervention of some type with that did make some growth. So, so that's a positive thing right there. So, so we're we're, we're real pleased. It's a good situation. Got good good folks over there. Um, Doctor Heather Walston, yeah, super person. Well, Contentia is, and and I'm not denigrating any of the yeah. elementary schools or middle schools here in Lenore County, but I've been in Contentia, mm-hmm. and that is it is a state of the art facility, isn't it? Uh, very much so. They keep it very immaculate over there. Um, talking about age, <laughs> um, my, uh, one of my former students at Frank is assistant principal over there, Nicole, wow. Nicole Hathaway. That's always That's neat, awesome, isn't it? Yeah. That was so great. First thing I asked her when I found out she was AP, I said, have I got to call you boss? <laughs> so that's, that's does thing. she still call you Mr. Whaley? Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah she does. So, and I, I, I guess it's, I guess it's the respect aspect yeah. of it, but it's a good situation out there. Um, yeah. I, I've I, I've enjoyed my time there. Well, very good. That voice well, and, Go yeah, ahead, please. And, and it, I tell you, you talking about that and you know a career in education and to be still as as our good friend uh, Felicia Solomon says, continue to put your hands to the work that you know rather than. Gosh knows when I retire, you know, they'll have a hard time finding me because I'll be lazy as lazy. But, you know, you're out there in probably, I would think, one of the one of the most important times in our education system post-COVID to try to help these kids, um, you know, get caught up and, 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 and move forward because I've heard – numerous friends that work in the ed- in education that the deficiencies post covid are a real issue it it has been and um hopefully <clears throat> hopefully in, particularly in the last couple of years and hopefully um uh, we can continue to make strides 
hopefully we can. And uh, that's that's the name of the game. Well, Amen. I like having you in here, and I don't mind talking a little education, but nah, we got <laughs> you in here to talk uh, sports. This is the Brian Hayes Show. Ricky Whaley, Mike Martin here, and uh, I don't even know. Like I said, I told Mike uh, as we got started this morning, I don't even have a list of stuff to talk to you about. I just want to I want to see where the – like I do with Mike, I want to see where the conversation takes us. And let's start with uh, – you know what? We'll start with who we just had in here, Shiver Person. Okay. We're talking about professional baseball here in Kinston. And, and I know – it was a dark time for all three of us sitting here uh, when baseball left from 2012 mm-hmm. to 2016. And, you know, the Wood Ducks come back. We've got affiliated baseball. But you have been a – what is the very first game that you remember going to at Granger Stadium? I think that's the best place to start Heck here. Yeah. Uh, I, I know it was back in the 40s, right? Uh, uh, not yeah. quite. Uh, it was in the <laughs> – I was probably about two or three years old in the okay. 60s when it came back in 62. Uh-huh. And I remember very little about it. Okay. <laughs> My older sisters could probably tell you more about that well, than well, I could. The first one you remember then, uh, your first time out at Granger Stadium. It probably when I was about three or four. Okay. And, uh, of course, I'd, Mom would bring a goodie bag for me full of candy so I could go ahead and stay there and keep my mouth shut the whole time. And But uh, <clears throat> as I got older, I got to learn more about it. Um, and during that time, uh, we were affiliated with the Pirates, mm-hmm. uh, 62 through 65. And, uh, and looking back and reading some of the stuff that um, – that in just reading back about those times, Kinston, I don't know if I, he, you I know you've heard of Jack Ryder. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The radio guy. Yeah, he, yeah. uh, he was very instrumental in bringing baseball back to Kinston in 1962. Okay. And in reading in newspaper archives, Kinston was a model for other cities uh, of similar size. Uh, I remember reading about him going to speak in seminars when, you know, when Lexington had, when cities like Lexington had a team in this league. Well, not when the Western Carolinas league, uh, I remember, and they would ask him about, well, what, how did you make it work in Kinston? Now you got to remember now and starting particularly in the late sixties and in the early seventies, minor league baseball was pretty much on life support. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 62, the team here in Kinston drew something like 141,000 people, which was an average of about 2,000 a game. It won the pennant. Yeah. And and you, you got to consider they outdrew people, they outdrew cities that were in the league like Raleigh and Durham. and Kinston did. Yeah. And up around, wow. and up around in the um, Tidewater area of Virginia. Yeah. Um, Hampton had just come into the league as Peninsula. And, of course, uh, the forerunner to the Norfolk Tides, Tidewater was in the league for a little while. And uh interesting thing about Tidewater, and I did not know this. This shows you what kind of a boring life I lead. Wow, whatever, man. <laughs> um, there was a manager at Portsmouth. His name was Al Jones. And then reading a little bit about it, he was a – native of eastern north carolina and it turned out he was a native of grifton okay he managed three years in portsmouth uh first year i think it was a co-op or independent team and the next two years was with the white Sox. 
And uh, I remember reading that they did some little deal for him, recognizing him at the, at the ballpark um, because he was from Grifton and was doing well as a manager. Yeah. And, and I've looked at his baseball reference page. And if he's still with us, he's probably about 90. Okay. It, it hadn't said he had passed or anything like that, but I thought that was kind of interesting. That is. Reading about that. And, you know, and, and I think that's the beauty of baseball. Yeah. I, and, you know, the history and, and, and the timelessness of baseball, I think, is amazing. Um, your favorite baseball memory at Granger State. I love it. Love it. That's a good. Or even two or three, because think about it. This man's seen a lot of baseball out of Granger State, but I'm with you. What's your favorite? 1988. Bull Durham came out. The same night Bull Durham came out. This was a Saturday night. Packed house at Granger Stadium. The Durham Bulls were in town. and wow. we were And we were fighting for the first half pennant. Mike Twardoski hits a home run. I think it's in the seventh or eighth inning to win it for us, and we win the first half, beating Durham. <laughs> On Durham Bulls night in America. <laughs> and, Bull and, Durham night in America. And, th- and, and that that was the same night, if, that was the same weekend, if I'm not mistaken, that Bull Durham was released, the yeah. movie. Uh, and that night, and I remember this, and I don't know what I've done with it. I got it packed away somewhere. You know, I, I'm I'm a junkie for nostalgia. Yeah, and oh, uh, I know that about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, the lat we had a school board member in Duplin County. His name was Doc Brinson, and he owned a pharmacy at the time. And he had an old Brooklyn Dodgers yearbook going. It, it chronicled the '56 season, and '57 was the last season they were in Brooklyn. And there was a player on there by the name of Joe Pignatano. And I found out he was a coach with the Durham Bulls. So I went up to him before the game and showed him this thing. <laughs> Those players, the Durham players about freaked out. You got this thing from, and I had Pignatano sign it for me. Yeah. And uh, he, I think he was, he, he was flattered by it. I, you know, just because somebody just comes up out of the blue for something 30-some years prior. And uh, that that's probably the that's probably one of the biggest memories uh, that I have. That's all. Listen, uh, Forrest Dawson, you know him, uh, yeah. John Dawson's pops. I taught his daughter. There you go. Well, he <laughs> yeah. uh, just sent me a message and said, "Ask Ricky, does he remember when the Pirates played at Granger Stadium? They set the infield on fire to try to dry the infield. Do you remember that? I remember reading about. It. I was okay. a little fellow back then. Okay, okay. But I think they played. Uh, I want to say they played Senators 2, which is now the Texas Rangers in an exit. Yeah. I want to say that's who they so played. So two in major league teams playing right over at Granger Stadium now. Oh, we had that in 73. Okay. Um, when the Yankees and Mets played an exhibition here. Wow. Uh, oh, 50 the years Subway ago. series of 1973 <laughs> in Lenore County. In Lenore <laughs> County. And uh, interesting thing, and I don't know what I did with it. I'm, not a, I'm a pack rat, but there was something on sale on eBay that – recorded that whole that that it was a recording of that game yeah uh Lindsay video Nelson. or audio no, it, was, or? it was audio audio okay Lindsay nelson okay um i think um i think i want to say bill white before he became you know big up in baseball administration i think they were 
doing some of the game. And uh, I'll never forget it. Uh, Yankees won in the bottom of the ninth on a base hit by Ron Bloomberg. Wow. Who played here in 68 and is best known as being baseball's first designated hitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it's just those memories like that are, are, are just something that you that, – that, 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 that can never be taken away. Uh, we're some of the best players. I mean, like I said, I mean, and I know we're going back and forth here, Mike. Golly, but, man, uh, that, what a awesome. great memory there. Well, <coughs> and I'm not asking you to rank them one through ten, yeah. but just that some of the – and I'm not talking about your favorite team. I'm talking about some of the best players that you've seen come through Kinston and Lenore <sighs> County over at Granger Stadium. Well, the best I'd – well, and, and, and people people have their own opinions. Yeah. Uh, I would have to say one of the best all-around players I ever saw was Dave Parker. Okay. In 1972, um, he had the to- the the total package. He could hit. He could run. He could throw. He could play, he could do anything. And and he progressed very quickly up. You know, after a couple you know a couple years after that, he was in the major leagues. And he was he was Clemente's uh, replacement full time in right field. And uh, after he passed away, yeah, yeah. And um, probably the best pitcher I've ever seen, hands down, Dwight Gooden. Doc Gooden pitched here in Kinston. He pitched for Lynchburg in '83. Did you know that? I did not. I didn't. I honestly, I didn't know that. He uh, that that was an exceptional team Lynchburg had that year. They won the pennant. They had Lenny Dykstra in the outfield. Wow. <laughs> Randy Milligan. I think Milligan played on that team. Um, uh, Mark Carrion. Uh, he was a catcher, and I can't remember all of them per se, but. But Gooden was probably the best pitcher I've seen uh, in this league. Uh, I mean, he was—I mean, he was something like eighteen, nineteen years old, playing high A ball, and I think he struck out something like three hundred that year. God. I mean, he was just—he was—he <laughs> he was nothing but the truth. Yeah. I mean, and uh, where does Cecil Fielder rank? He ranks up there. He only played here half a year. Okay. And. Uh, were you there for the home? And I hate to interrupt you. Yeah. Were you there for the home run that he hit? Because I keep hearing about this home run that he hit yeah. over the, the warehouse, yeah, th- over the warehouse <laughs> in left field. He hit the roof, I think, if I remember correctly. But now I did. Now, when you talk about home runs over that roof, yeah, you got to think about a guy named Charlie Spikes. Okay, I don't know this. Tell educate us, Charlie Spikes. Um, this was in 1971, and he led the league in home runs that year, and. Spikes cleared the building and left. <laughs> uh, he cleared the building and left. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, a pretty well hit ball. Yeah. Well, my, my cousin sitting next to me, and we saw that thing leave, and he said that would be a home run in a, any major league park. Yeah. And uh, so that's, and I, I believed it. Uh, they say when he went to AAA, uh, playing for I believe playing for Syracuse, which was a Yankee team at that time. They were playing in Charleston, West Virginia, at the old stadium there, and I want to say the state fair was close by. And he hit a shot that was still rising as it cleared the Ferris wheel. <laughs> over. <laughs> I mean, you, you you hear stories like that, and you say, okay, but you, you got. Can I you guess, imagine being on the Ferris wheel and a baseball that <laughs> goes right by? by. Yeah, <laughs> but it's uh. There's there's been some good and there's been and some players that have come through here that you didn't think would have a shot that wound up doing very well and one player that comes to mind is Ron Gidry. Yeah, yeah, um, know that name. Yeah, and uh, 
He played here in '73 and was um, his record was something like seven and six. But he was um, he was um, you saw the potential that was there, and within a few years he was he was in New York, and there's a lot of d- d- debate as to whether I know his numbers probably don't may not justify it, but I would love to see him put in the Hall of Fame by the Veterans Committee. Yeah, because uh, he was probably the most dominant pitcher in the late se- in, in the second in the in the mid set mid seventies to the late seventies, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I think one of those years he was what twenty five and three. It was insane, insane. I mean, he was you know got a monument to him at the Yankee Stadium. So I mean, you know, it's just. But um, he he was one that uh, really he he had the potential. And uh, unbelievable. So it, it, we we talked a little bit about you know the the Indians and that was that's how I came to love baseball was going to Granger State and see the the Kinston Indians play. Um, your favorite Kinston Indians team dating back from all those years no just indians i like just indians. that's a good question yep from just 87 to because most of because yeah. most of our listeners that's gonna be yeah yeah, yeah. you know what they that's are. true um i have to say the first year that cleveland was here was that 80, 87 or 88 87 okay um 88 they won the pennant that was the first pennant in uh, since '62, um, and some of those years kind of run together because you know I, I was I was a lot of those years I wasn't living here at the time, but I would come when I could. Yeah. But uh, you would do the Brian Aldridge and uh, drive from Duplin County over here. Oh yeah, now the first year, the, <laughs> well, the first year the Indians were well, you know the, the interesting thing about it, you know, the, the way the Indians wound up here. The '86 team we had was a co-op team, and okay. Now tell us a little bit about that because I'm not for a, a co-op team. What what is that? Co-op teams back in the day were common in, in some in your lower leagues because a team that that had a if, a, a city that had a baseball team, so if they couldn't get a working agreement, they would ownership would hook up with several different teams. And they would send players here. Okay. okay. See, I didn't know either. Yeah. No, thank That's you. That's awesome. a great question. Yeah. I didn't know. Um, yeah, we, I think that year we had. Well, there was one player off that team that that did play in the major leagues. A guy named Randy Kramer, later played with the Pirates. But uh, that was the manager. That was the that was the year that got Dave Trembley. You remember him. Managed, I know the name. I don't. He yeah. managed the Orioles later on. Okay, but uh, Dave Trembley managed that team that year. Okay, and um, interesting thing about it is the one of the player co- a player coach, of course, he just passed away, Perry Lychak. Yeah, he uh, was a pitching coach on that team. He was okay. a player coach, and um, he he did a great job working with the kid that the Angels had sent here, named Marty Reed. Okay. Um, you know, the team was competitive. Mm-hmm. I th- the team was competitive, but um, he worked. Marty Reed supposedly was on his way out with the Angels, and they sent him here to get some work. 
And Reed wound up being pitcher of the year in the Carolina League. Wow. Led the league in wins. And uh, prolonged his career a little bit longer. And I want to say he was a bench coach or a bullpen coach for one of the major league teams. I want to say he was Atlanta, but I can't, I can't, don't hold me to that. But um, I have got to thank a sponsor, and if I don't, I'm going to get in trouble. Okay, gotcha. so uh, <laughs> listen. Let me thank uh, our good friends over. At, oh, I won't get in trouble. I would like to thank I, you know. <laughs> but UNC Lenore Health Healthcare, they, they are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. They have a medical staff of more than 100 physicians. UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit the comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you to uh, Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. We're going to have to switch lanes because we really don't have that much time left. I, but I've got to ask you, uh, we're, you're coming back on. I'm already, okay. uh, we're, we're, well, I, appreciate I want to have you back on later in the LCC season. That's where I want to yeah. go next. How'd you get involved with Lenore Community College? <clears throat> we, I was working out there part-time and, um, and I, like I say, I knew I knew David from thirty some from way back, yeah. and, and I got to know Shelly. And Shelly would ask me, "Well, how'd you like to be the announcer?" And I said, well, "How did she know I did that?" Yeah. And I, I'm guessing, and I don't know this to be a fact, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. I used, I used to do the basket, basketball games at Trinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my high school classmate, good buddy Tim Kelly, coaches them. And, yeah, uh, I know Coach Kelly. And um, and uh, I'm I'm guessing now I don't I don't know this I'm guessing David might have put a bug in her ear I don't know that yeah. I asked Shelly that and she just said it was divine intervention <laughs> so but um, <clears throat> but I enjoy it out there it's um, I I I, enjoy, I that's something that has been really <clears throat> rewarding to me because we you get a you get a lot more in contact with with the coaches mm-hmm. and the players. And things of that nature, and you're right there on it. Last question for you: I've got to ask, where did Holy Mule come from? That's your signature. Uh, I don't know. You know that, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. Holy, uh, Holy Mule. Where did that come from, Ricky Whaley? <laughs> well, long story short, Charles um, Harry Carey for one year was one of the co-broadcasters of the Oakland A's. <laughs> I didn't know that. He was only there one year. He didn't get along with Charlie Finley. Yeah. And uh, Finley moved the team from Kansas City. And when he was in Kansas City, he was given a Missouri Mule, and that was the team's mascot, Charlie Charlie O. Yeah, he wrote it. There was a song about him. And uh, <laughs> um, well, Finley had already known about Harry Carey's Holy Cow, but he wanted him to say Holy Mule. Yeah, and Harry <laughs> Carey wouldn't do it, <laughs> so. So I, I so I kind of thought, well, if you can say holy cow, yeah, you can say holy mule. Yeah. And so that's where that came. It's kind of a it's kind of a off the cuff tribute to Harry Carey. Oh, <laughs> so. I love it. Well, listen, I will see you tonight. Linda and I, like I said, we uh, first we're going to stop by Granger Stadium. We're going to drop some supplies off out there. Then we're going to be at uh, the Sportatorium at Bobby Dawson Court to listen to Ricky Whaley on the PA and watch uh, the LCC basketball team. Which I got to tell you, man. This this team's got a little bit of a special feel to it, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I've seen a lot. I've seen a bit of excitement that I have not seen in years yep. out there, and uh, it's 
it's a young bunch. We've uh, only got one player back from last year. Fourteen freshmen. One, uh, no, fifteen freshmen. One sophomore on this team, wow. Mike. And the sophomore's hurt. He was at and the, the table. Yeah. yeah, he was at the table with us. Savon George. He was at the table with us, and yeah. uh, and uh, he's the one holdover from last year. Yeah. But um, well, it's a special group, I think. Well, I can't wait to hear you out there tonight. Uh, probably we'll get. We've got to have you back on during LCC basketball season. And are you going to be doing baseball this year? Have you decided <sighs> with who the blue the LCC or the Wood Ducks? I, I told Shelly I wouldn't mind doing LCC baseball, but you know how the you know how the flexibility goes with that on oh, weekends, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind helping the Wood Ducks out again. I yeah. just got to make sure I got to get these eyes right. Yep. I've got one more surgery that I know I'm going to probably have. Yeah. Um, and I don't know when that's going to be. That's going to be up to my surgeons, and I've got, of course I got to make sure I'm a back straight too. Absolutely. Ricky Whaley, thank you so much. This is way overdue. It will, this is we, awesome. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. This is awesome. Mike Martin. Oh, dude, fun, you're the best. This is as Lisa. Usually, you, I, I just turn it over to you and let you go. <laughs> hey. We had great guests in here Yo with to us the power. Today. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed I, it here. Ricky, you know how much I appreciate you. I appreciate I mean, I y'all, too. Do. Ricky Whaley, Mike Martin. Let's get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll wrap up the Wednesday, November 15th edition of the Brian Hank Show right after that. It's hump day. It's Wednesday, November the 15th in the year of the Lord 2023. It's time to play the the birthday game. Wow. Well, that didn't take long. Uh, Hey, John Dawson. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Hey, Jonathan Massey. Hey, Brown. You sound a little bit better. A little bit better today. Yeah, I'm getting there, you know. I I think it has to do with this uh, Lipton green tea citrus. It's good, isn't it? It's good stuff. I yeah. do. I love it. Do you, you? You're not a big green tea guy, are you, John? Dawson? I'm not again it. I just don't really drink it. So you green tea, green tea neutral. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's good. It's quite tasty. Sure. Speaking of tasty, we all last night uh, tried uh, some uh, that new Royal Farms. You know, it's been the talk of the town, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Mm-hmm. The new. Uh, no, I'm not angling for a sponsor here, but I thought we would it, we would give our honest reviews of uh, the. It's supposed to be the world's best fried chicken. It was very good. So, John Dawson, you go first. To be honest, it tastes, it reminds me a lot of, just probably before you were here, there used to be a little chicken joint in the Vernon Park Mall called Harold's. And they had a box, you get a box of chicken in a roll for like three, four bucks. It was was glorious. That chicken tastes a lot like Harold's. Okay. So, anyone out there of a certain age, if you remember Harold's, that's what the chicken tastes like. So, one to ten. Ten being the best chicken that you would marry it if it were legal. Let's say one one to ten based on fast food chicken, because chicken cooked at home is another. I give you that. Okay, yeah, on fast food chicken, one to ten, where is it? I'd say it's a strong seven and a half, Brian. Wow. Okay, your turn, Jonathan Massey, uh, and I'll give mine here in a little bit. But uh, your your thoughts on uh, the Royal Farms chicken experience? Admittedly, and I don't know if this has crossed your mind, but. uh, my viewpoint on chicken, especially in the South, has been a little jaded since our trip to Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. We ate at a fancy chicken place where we spent $148 for a chicken lunch. Okay, based on fast food <laughs> fast food chicken yeah. in this area, not yeah. Las Vegas. Um, but, it, but 100 dude, I think you missed my point. No, I heard I was trying to hit like I didn't hear it. <laughs> Seems excessive. It was very excessive. One it of was those are, very good. Though. It was very good. I'll give you that. But so back to the survey on Royal Farms. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Royal Farms chicken. 
uh, comparing um, it to what we have around here. What, it kind of reminds me, I think you've both probably experienced uh, Fast Break. We used to, we had one in Snow Hill when I was coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the potato wedges. They had the, the all the Fast other sides. Break. I'm not sure. There was like a, at a gas station, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was gas. They still have them around here, kind of like. Um, one on 258 up here. Yeah. yeah they've got it. it. Why do I not know? I don't know. Trust me. Okay. I do. Um, Implicitly. But the chicken, kind of the same. Um, it's all right. I mean. I saw on the on the thing they advertised trans fat free. Um, what does that mean? I, I, whatever it is, I think they could have used some trans fat in that chicken. <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! Oh, go on! That was that was good. Yeah. <laughs> that tasted fine to me. Look at the yeah, three I mean, of us. Do the, the three of us? Do we look like we try to avoid trans fats? I do. I try. Oh, really? I'm not saying I do a good job, oh. but I do try. I, I'm with Jonathan on this, though, <laughs> man. I, I, I would, I would love it if someone put out there tons of trans fats. I would probably buy it quicker. Well, I don't, I don't know if trans fats really as bad for you as they say it is. I think it's a Ponzi scheme. Um, it's like they say uh, MSG is bad for you, but people in Asia, tiny, use MSG in place of salt. Okay. So this is true. And they live forever over there. Yeah. Yes, this okay. Is true. So one to ten, uh, uh, Royal Farms not, chicken for Jonathan Max. We got a seven point five out of uh, John Dawson over here. What's your grade? Was, I mean, it was decent, but it wasn't. Give us a number. <laughs> five, eight. Five. Good Lord. Five point. I mean, it was really turning into a woman. You know that, oh right? Oh, my God. Five I mean, point. Eight. It was right. I mean, it was it was a little above average. Yeah. But it, it wasn't. I'm not going to say it's world famous. Yeah. Or was, that it's. Now, I wonder if it was just the first time. I've got to have a second time before I get my final, final grade, but I'll give you my, my temporary grade, okay? Now, I will say this. The chicken itself, it was all right. Those potato wedges, I would smack. Come on. This is not for some of those. They were so good, okay? And you wouldn't live. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Hey, I would smack Jonathan Massey's mama, Okay. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> You're scared of her shadow. <laughs> I am scared. He's right. I am scared of her shadow. Okay. I said, I can't smack my own mama because, uh, you know, I would smack. Just say you like them. <laughs> Man, they were so good, dude. Now, that was good. Now, I ate like four or five of those. They were the, the potato see, the wedges. wedges had, the chicken had more flavor than the wedges to me. Eh, that was all right. And I ask you, so you had, have you ever heard of Holly Farms? It was a chicken place when I was growing up, and it was actually Holly Farms chicken was based out of Wilkes County where I grew up. So we had, I mean, half, probably more than half, almost all the chicken farmers in uh, in Wilkes County were associated with Holly Farms. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it was. It was very cool. And it, and I don't know whatever happened to it. I need to go down that. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to, I was going to, your Holly Farms, that was your favorite chicken place. Oh, my God. Not even close. The best chicken, fast food chicken around here. In my lifetime, that I remember was Church's Fried Chicken. They used to be there on Vernon where the vape store is right Church's. now. You remember? Did you remember that? You're not old enough to remember that one, are you? I just remembered. I know Church's. I don't know if it's the same place. I've been traveling a lot the last three weeks, and I've seen. I saw one Church's in Jacksonville, and I saw one on the way back from South Carolina about a week ago. Um, but Church's Fried Chicken, that would be my number one fast that food is. fried chicken. Have you ever had Popeyes? Yeah, it's good. It, it's, it's up there with Popeyes. Popeyes. Is I'd rather have churches. Really? <coughs> I, don't think, I don't think I've ever had ch- churches. Little, I know I have. A little more pepper. When I was in U- at UNCW, there was a church not far from campus. 
and you know when I had a little jingle in my pocket I would uh and it was relatively inexpensive you know broke college student go in there with a little bit of a hangover and <laughs> get some grease in your body right yeah and so go. to your point love church's chicken well let me give you my grade like I said uh the potato wedges were off the charts. I thought they were really, really good. In fact, it reminded me where I was going with Holly Farms. Holly Farms chicken was really good, but they were world famous, not world, they were regionally famous for their potato wedges. Mm-hmm. There'd be people that would go in, and I remember our family did that a couple times. They wouldn't even go in and get the chicken. They would go in and get like a large box of uh, potato wedges. They were that good. They were crispy on the outside, still had that, <coughs> you know, uh, soft on the inside, just really, really good. That's what that reminded me of. The chicken itself, it was all right. The I mean, macaroni I'm, and cheese was a little above average with fast food mac and cheese. The mac and cheese was really good. We got. Did you have any of the potatoes? I didn't have. I had one potato wedge. Okay. I might have got a bad one, oh. admittedly. Yeah. It was a little limp. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Mine were. The uh, mine were. Don't uh, <laughs> crispy. Mine were crispy. Can I say it and you cut it out? No. Okay. <laughs> Mine Taking were crispy. Taking too long as it is lately. And uh, anyway, for the chicken itself, it was all right. I mean, it, it, it was better than – I'm kind of with you. It was better than average. I was going to say 5.5. I mean, it was better. Listen. What was the price now? Is it cheaper? That, the price has to play because if, if that no, whole bag No, it is- was cheaper than, well, than uh, KFC. You know, we usually we'll, we'll do uh, KFC on uh, you know something. I would say it's week. perfectly fine. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It's now, nothing to walk out into traffic over, but it's okay. It was good. now. Was it better than Kings? Heck, no, no. no. Kings Restaurant has the best chicken. But that's anywhere. not fast food. I don't. That's I'm with you. Yeah. I don't consider Kings fast food. So, yeah. did you see what Tommy? Uh, Tommy Maddox had to say about it. No. He won't try it because you've got to go through, you've got to order it through a little kiosk and all this kind of stuff. That's, and been, that's been my point of view from the whole, I mean, if it was a thing where you could just drive up and order the chicken and they hand it to you, people would dig it. But if they got to get out of their car, then go in and try to interact with a computer, I, I have my doubts. Well, you and Tommy Maddox would agree, agree wholeheartedly then because he's the same way, okay? Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, but. So he's not even tried it yet. I mean, I hope it stays open and employs some people. I'm not <laughs> yeah. trying to be negative. Oh, no, 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 not at all. But I just, that's, those are two things I think that are working against it. Well, very good. Well, i uh, tell you what, what do y'all think about playing the birthday game? What, for tomorrow? <laughs> John Dawson, you won yesterday 3-2. Uh, to two. It's now tied 5 days to 5. We're having us quite the uh, birthday game month here. Uh, and, uh, again, since you won yesterday, why don't you tell us about Jacques Passelig and Goico Office Automation? Well, uh, Jacques Passelig of Goico Office Automation sponsors this segment. And uh, we were talking about fried chicken. Now, Royal Farms has some decent fried chicken. I hate to tell you, Jock's fried chicken is better. Yeah. Now, he doesn't serve it to everybody down there. He only serves it to longtime customers. So if you go into business with Jock, not only will your profits go through the roof and your family will actually talk to you at the holidays because you've made so much money and you bought them nice gifts, Jock will hook you up with some of the best fried chicken this side of uh the colonel's house back to you brian i love it uh that that is so awesome i tell you what uh uh jonathan massey how can we get in touch with jacques who by the way we're becoming boys i guess man did you see we went to the lcc basketball game the other day uh sunday together did you sign up for the make a wish foundation or something <laughs> wait a minute no so he is making my wish or i'm right. making his wish Brian, come on. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you want to make uh, Jacques Passlake's wish, how can you get in touch with him there, Jonathan Massey? You pick up the phone and you dial 252-286-286-53-53-54. 
Or you can visit his websites at goeconc.com or whatisgoeco.com for more information. There you go. Uh, and I tell you what, uh, he's a lead singer and guitarist of this band. Never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Tired of living like a blind man. You know who it is? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. This is how is you remind me. Or Nickelback or the Nickelback? It's a rock band. I think they have taken too much hatred. I really do. And I'm not saying they're like my favorite band or anything crazy like that. But uh, it, it. they crack the code because every one of their songs has the same chord progression. And that's what record companies want. They want everything to sound kind of the same. So eyes what get me started on that. Well, this is How You Remind Me by Nickelback. And the lead singer is? No idea. Chad Kroger. That's right. Chad Kroger. Today is his birthday, uh, John Dawson. Uh, I can't get too deep in it. I dated a girl one time and went to two. Uh, she was a big Nickelback fan and took her to two Nickelback concerts. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Never has a band had a more appropriate name. <laughs> Nickel, you should get your Nickelback. That's when you, right. Ah, well, the thing I was proud of, I won. I won an NCPA for uh, music reviews. For, uh, you wrote a good review of Nickelback and won an award. It wasn't a good review. I just wrote. I said I wrote a review. Oh, okay. Well, I just I figured you wouldn't trash them. No, they've got a song. I can't even remember the name of it. Uh, oh God, what is the name of it? it it's about a. Uh, God, I should have had that ready for this. Long story short, even the judges picked out the line in my. Uh, I called them a uh, white. I said night. Nickelback is uh, your classic American white trash rock band or something like that and they were at their whitest and at their trashiest at raleigh's appearance or something like that and that was in my lead and i won first place in the uh music reviews that year dude now if you wrote that now you'd have to move out of the country oh i know i know but it i just thought it was a great line and so did the judges of the north carolina press association but Excellence you have and, since admitted that you like the band i know so yeah well, they've grown on me. He was he was young and edgy. <laughs> now he's mature. Well, I just wish people could have seen the way you did that there. I mean, he, he moved his hands with little jazz hand stuff there. Yeah. He was young and edgy. Yeah. That's <laughs> anyway. how I imagine you talk to people when you were young. <laughs> when I <laughs> he was embracing his Wilt County roots. <laughs> there you go. Chad Kroger over there, John Dawson. How old is he today? 49, Brian. He was born November the 15th in the year of our Lord, There are times you're proud when you get it right on the nose. You're not so proud of this one, are you? I renounce my citizen. <laughs> oh, never mind. That's too funny, man. Uh, hold on. Dude, that's it. That's our only uh musical hint today yeah <laughs> air quotes musical hint there okay uh, you take a one and nothing lead it goes to you jonathan massey and you're gonna have to take john dawson my word for this because i you we've talked in fact i'm sure we've done her birthday before we agree wholeheartedly on her i fell in complete love with her during the vacation movies when she was chevy chase's wife Beverly d'angelo <laughs> dude yeah al pacino <laughs> dude 
or in the Harold and Kumar movies when she's a a, a madam. Yeah. yeah. Her episode on the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, top ten podcast ever recorded. Oh, really? She dated Meatloaf. <laughs> I don't mean went to the prom with Meatloaf. I mean dated Meatloaf. Oh, my God, dude. That's gold. That is gold, man. Uh, dude, I... Uh, it, 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 she's got to be top ten all time, right? I don't... In I don't, my world. I'm talking in your world. I'm talking about in my world. Oh, I'm sure you put it out there for a list. You'd probably be barely top on her. But I'm talking about... She... Uh, she made a young Brian Hanks very happy. Let's just say that, okay? She was just beautiful and... Yeah. I just here in a, in a, in a sort of, in a quasi innocent way, I just loved how she always loved her husband, you know, and she always supported him. And well, and re- she's apparently like that in real life because did I happen to mention she dated Meatloaf? <laughs> yes, you did. Could have had any man on the planet and loved that big rascal. Well, you know what? Did you know that Paradise by the Dashboard Lights was written about her? No, it wasn't. It was written by Jim Steinman. I think he was trying to mess with you. I know. Although that would have been awesome. Uh, you know, if you had to shut your mouth, he probably would have believed it. Probably. <laughs> he, he's, he's not wrong. I probably would have. So, uh, I tell you what, hold on. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo over there, Jonathan Massey. 67. You say 67. What do you say, John Dawson? 68. Yeah, and you could have gone a couple more years, too, man. She was born November 15th, 1951, so she's 72 today. Did you take a 2 to nothing lead over there, John that's Dawson? Right. And here's – we had some great, great birthdays today, and that's going to be a theme over the next few days. We had a lot of birthdays for me to choose from, and we've got three dead people to end the day. There were so many yes. great – He's a little too excited about that, isn't he? Whatever makes him happy, bro. There you go. Uh, it goes to you, and I, I, I'll bear. This will be like you uh, guessing a song on the first two notes of it. He was the first TV judge. Wapner. <laughs> judge Wapner. Joseph Wapner of the People's Court, which he led. Uh, and I thought it was a lot longer than this, but, dude, he only led it for 12 years, from 81 to 93. I thought it was like. Well, that's a, that's a pretty long run. Well, 2,484 episodes. And the best thing he ever did was uh, Letterman went out on, to be on Carson's Tonight Show, and he had a beach house close to Johnny Carson's house, and he, he had this old piece of crap truck he brought from Indiana and left it at his beach house. Yeah. Rusted out with holes in it, t- headlights out, and he left it out front in Malibu with all these rich people's houses around and Carson got tired of driving by it, so they stole the truck and brought it to the studio and showed it to the audience. Well, when they were stealing it, they accidentally busted a tail light on it. So they got Judge Wapner involved, and when they came back out, they had a trial on the show. Very funny stuff. That is awesome. I have to watch that. I have to check that out. He had something called Animal Court later on. That's what it was. He started working for Animal Planet and yeah. uh, did Animal Court. But uh, I don't know, dude. I just swear, I thought it was a lot more than What was his reporter's name? The, the guy that spoke? I know his name. I want points for this. Doug Llewellyn. Ah, it was Doug Llewellyn. I was getting ready to say Dick somebody. I don't know why I was thinking it was Dick. But uh, Doug Llewellyn, you're absolutely right, dude. Doggone, man. Okay, uh, Judge Wapner over there. Now, he died in 2017. You don't take the law into your own hands. <laughs> you take them to court. The People's Court. How old would he be today? How old would Judge Wapner be if he were still alive today? Like I said, he died in 2017. Six years ago. 94. You say 94. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 93. Oh, you went the wrong way. He was born November 15th, 1919. 
He would be 104 years old today, John Dawson. Yeah. But it, when you think about it, back in 1981, he was already 62 years old at that point, you know? And then what? Then he, till he was 74, so that tracks, you know? Hello, Mr. Hanks. I've read your complaint. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Why am I remembering all this? Uh, it's crazy. So my, grand, my grandparents did not want to hear any arguing out of any human, but they loved to watch people's court where people argued. I never understood it. That is so awesome. And now, and he was the very first one that did a TV court show. And now, dude, you can't turn on a channel between now Judge 1 Judy's and 7 o'clock. Judge Judy's the richest person from television. Isn't that crazy? Syndication's where the money is, son. Yeah, well, and not just that, but she got out of that, sold the rights to all of it. it and started made another like, one. Yep, made like $200 million off that. And then started another one and is still making $40 million a year doing it. Where did we go wrong, John Dawson? Where did we go wrong? How many hours of broadcast time do you have, Brian? Not a lot. Uh, here we go. It's another dead person here. He was Lou Grant on the Mary <laughs> Tyler Moore show. I loved him. Yeah. And then he had his own show named after that character. It's... Oh, the bald guy. Yeah. Um, he was on Kirby Enthusiasm. Uh... Ed? Oh, Ed Asner. There you go, Ed Asner. Now, he died in 2021, so he just died a couple of years ago. But I, this was interesting. I went down the little rabbit hole with him, dude. He, Mary Tyler Moore, obviously, mm -hmm. was a comedy, was a sitcom. And uh, Lou Grant was more of a drama. And they said he was the only one, the only actor that played the same character and was a top 10 show with a sitcom and a uh, like um, a drama or a television drama or whatever you want to call it. I remember both because uh, Lou Grant had some weird sign off at the end. Good night, someone so, and it showed somebody's dog. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, Ed Asner over there. You know who we're talking about, right? Yeah. Ed Asner. How old would he be today? He died in 2021. 94. You know what? You're right, but we didn't even get you were up three to nothing. I forgot to do the perfect game thing for you. So real quick, John Dawson had a perfect game going until that right there. Roo, 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 roo. Okay, there you go. Uh, congratulations, uh, <laughs> Jonathan. Like, nothing like a sarcastic crank. <laughs> Uh, congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You break up the perfect game there, but uh, you still lead three to one. Here is the last one. And uh, let's see. Uh, let me. Uh... WrestleMania three at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's I don't know what you expect me to do. What the hell I should do about it. <laughs> I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Is it Gene Okerlund? Is it Randy Savage? Of course, my voice is like this. Hold on, hold on. Let's listen to this and we'll get you. Throwing the little cups of cream. I'm not even a wrestling fan, okay? I love, but today, if he were still alive, would be Rod, Randy, Macho Man Savage. He was born, do you know his real name? Uh, Randy Poffa. Yeah, like I needed asking. Yeah, Randy Mario Poffo. And I said, but we and Jonathan know him better as a great Randy Macho Man Savage. He died in? 2009? Uh, 2011. You're close. You're close. 
You're a fan, right, John Dawson? I'm a fan of Massey's impression. <laughs> go ahead. I don't know if I can. That's I a problem. Yeah. I'll give it a try. Just go, oh, yeah. <laughs> Just do two words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't do the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's, <laughs> That's all you awesome. need. He's your favorite wrestler of all time, right? Yeah, easily. Yeah, you know. there you go. Randy, he died in 2011, John Dawson. Also, it so. should be stated, the guy out of the ring, especially once his career was kind of over incredible incredible human really um spent the last few years of his life before he uh, he was driving and had a heart attack um he volunteered a lot with the special olympics anything else you'd like to say about randy macho man savage for john <coughs> guesses over there jonathan massey uh criminally underrated as a wrestler and as a talker okay very good how old would he be today john dawson if the great Randy Macho Man Savage were still alive today. He died how many years ago? 12 years ago. Um, 75. You say 75. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Uh, I'm going to say 74, but my official guess would be 66. No, 71. Really? Yeah, he was born uh, November 15th, 1952, so he'd be 71 today. Maybe I was going to... You still get it, though, but yeah. yeah. 71? Yeah, 71. So you win today 3-2, to two, John Dawson. Some uh, quasi-local birthday. Definitely used to be local. Uh, dear, dear, dear friend of both yours and mine, Jennifer Schrader. Today, yes. we were just talking about her a little bit ago. Craig Ferguson came up into conversation, and uh, Jennifer popped right up after it. <laughs> there you go. Love me some Jennifer Schrader. I will never, ever, ever be able to repay her for what she did back in 2014. Uh into our 2014 2015 when tina was sick and she took over that doggone newsroom and pulled 70 75 hour weeks got paid for 40. well <laughs> yeah right exactly but uh man uh just and a great friend too great friend so uh love you jennifer i've never called her jennifer love you schrader i always call her schrader i don't know why we always <laughs> always did the last name thing with her but uh you did that with every human you encountered that's not necessarily true. I you met the Jonathan. Dalai Lama once, and you said, Lama, what's up? <laughs> there you go. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Well played. Hey, uh, Nancy Saunders' daughter, did you ever meet her, Whitney Moore? No. Uh, today is her birthday. Uh, became friends with her. She, I'm surprised you haven't. She's a big Carolina person. She loves her some Tar Heels. But today is Whitney's birthday. Happy birthday to Whitney. And then uh, South North softball and volleyball coach Madison Harvey. Today is her birthday, too. So if your birthday's today, like Madison Harvey, like Whitney Moore, like uh, our friend Jennifer Schrader, like Randy, Macho Man Savage, dig it. There you go. Have a great day. We'll uh, we'll, uh, be back tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. Want to thank again Mike Martin and Shiver Person in our first hour, the great Ricky Whaley in our second hour. Tomorrow, Kelly Cannon and uh, Jason Bryant. Have a great hump day. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.